Yo, uh, <clears throat> StoogeCast49. Uh, that means Big 50's coming up. I can't believe I've almost done these for a year. But hey, gotta find something you're passionate about. Uh, Protector of the Ends, StoogeCast49. A lot to uh, talk about. Um, dude, I was watching Sopranos earlier today. I'm still on season four. It's taken me a while to get past season four. I don't know. It's just... I just haven't been as dedicated. I need to get rededicated because I love Tony and all of them. And I'm on season four, episode ten. I'm on an episode where they um they give Christ Christopher Christopher his uh his uh intervention and um yeah everything's all messed up. People just having affairs. People cheating left and right. What's the future of the mob family looking like? It's whew. But man, the dialogue, dude, the quotes, it's whew, unreal. Um, Chris, like, I hate how Chris just will just beat Adriana, like, all the time, almost all the time. I mean, he's, ugh, it's, br it's brutal seeing, like, a dude slapping shit, even on, like, TV or in the movies. It's just brutal seeing that. You're like, ugh, I, I flinch. I was like, ugh. I know, uh. You know, at times you make fun of feminists and shit on this podcast, but we do not condone violence against women on the Stoogecast. We do not condone that at all. Oh, it's cringy. Adriana's like, she's like the, she's like the best person on that, the best adult in that whole show. You know, I'd want Adriana as my girlfriend. She's never cheated, always been loyal to Chris. He sat on her dog. And killed her, killed the dog, because he was high on heroin. You know that's that's fucked up. And Tony had a problem with that. I mean, she's right, Chris, our Chris. You see that? No. The dude sat on a dog and killed the dog on the show. Yeah, that's that's brutal. You know? How can you kill a dog like that, man? It's crazy how in Tony's world. People die all the time. He doesn't give a shit. But whenever he sees animals get killed, he just loses his fucking shit. That's bizarre. <laughs> That's why we all love Tony, though. Because we all love animals more than humans, pretty much. Because we're all sociopaths here. I guess. I don't know. But, um, what's, what am I even getting at? Uh, yeah, I gotta finish season four. Tony got, like, three girlfriends at the moment. I can't even keep track. He... He banged a, a one-legged Russian lady. He has another girlfriend, Valentina. You know, he got his ex-girl. I don't know, doing something. But he still does care about her. Uh, like he got, dude just gets mad hoes. And uh, I say that respectfully. And uh, what's uh, what's um, Carmela? Carmela's Carmela and Fur Furio got the hots for each other. Now, Furio is conflicted because that's the boss's wife. And, you know, and if the boss finds out, you're whacked. So, but it's like, I kind of I kind of like Furio, though, in a weird way. And Carmella, I like them both. Furio is just like you're an, Itali an Italian manly man. Just come over here. He just seems to be kind of a romantic. He's in the United States. He doesn't really. Like, there was a bit where he was back in the States and he was just looking. 
he was on the highway driving, like he had a taxi driver driving him on the highway, and he's just looking at all the American institutions of like Burger King and McDonald's, and it's like I think he still feels weird being in the states, but back home it's like everyone's moved on, so he's in this weird like bubble in the middle, and he has really no girlfriend because he has the hots for Tony Soprano's wife, and I don't, no, no, man, he shouldn't do it. He shouldn't do it. He needs to move on. But something's going to happen. I haven't seen... um. I haven't seen Meadow lately. I don't know what Meadow's been up to. I guess she's just been working at the... um, Helping under helping uh, be a lawyer for underprivileged kids in the Bronx or something. As her... Uh, I haven't seen much of Meadow lately. They need to bring her back into the mix. Great show, man. I love it. I love it. It's my type of TV show. It's like a Scorsese movie for 86 episodes. I've said that before and I'll say it again. But um, I'm going to move on to talk about something very near and dear to me. The Steelers start training camp in like two weeks. Probably, yeah, something like that. And Lev Bell did not sign, his con sign a deal with the Steelers. I think they're saying the Steelers offered him seventy million, and they offered him thirty-three million in the first two years of that deal. I don't know how you don't take that, man. I think the Steelers did the right thing because with that tender, Lev Bell, there's no way he's gonna leave. I mean, he's projected to make fourteen point five million, I believe, with the franchise tag this year. That's about nine hundred thousand a football game, a little over nine hundred thousand a football game. I don't know about you, but I ain't missing out on that paycheck. I don't think Love Bell's going to miss out on that paycheck. He's just not going to go to training camp, but he's going to show up like a week before the season starts. And then get on the offense, and Tomlin's just going to – they're going to overload him with carries and shit and have him carry the team, and then he'll be a free agent after this year. And if he has a solid year, some team will ever pay for him. They'll have the cap room to sign him. But the Steelers – think of all the star stars the Steelers have. That we have under, I know we have under huge contracts. Ben, AB, uh, probably Pouncey, DeCastro on the offensive line, uh, Hayward on defense. Joe Hayden's got to cost you a few, a few, you know what I mean? Like at cornerback, cornerbacks are expensive too. Joe Hayden's probably eight, nine million. I mean, you know, there's just ain't enough, there's just isn't enough money to go around for people. That's why the Patriots have been good, so good so long because Tom Brady, he takes pay cuts. He think Tom Brady only makes like 12, 10, 12 million a year, whereas other teams' quarterbacks make like 20, 25. They want the dollar, but Tom Brady doesn't give Tom Brady don't give a fuck because he's Tom Brady. And he's been making 12 million a year like forever, but he, there's probably some bonuses that he gets. There's definitely some perks he gets in that contract, but I mean, he's married to Giselle, who's worth more than him, and like they're worth half a billion dollars. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's whatever, but the Steelers. Uh, I was listening to uh, Double N Mark Man. He made a good point. He said, like, how, think about it. You have Bell for one last season of the Killer Bees. And so far, the Killer Bees, no Super Bowls with the three Killer Bees because there's been either injury or suspension, mostly on Bell's part, that have prevented them from dominating in the playoffs because I think they've only been together like one quarter or something in the playoffs or something. Weird statistic like that. So with all the years we've had the Killer Bees for – five years i mean 
Ben Brown and Bell. But they dumped Martavis Bryant, got rid of him, got rid of Mike Mitchell. Those are some head cases. They got rid of them. Bell might just be uh, kind of the next one. You know, if the Steelers do win the Super Bowl this year, it's great. It all worked out. Bell leaves a free agency, blah, blah, blah. But if the Steelers don't win the Super Bowl, that's $14 million. You get From Bell leaving, you get $14 million bucks. Draft a running back, second, third round. Get a linebacker or pay, pay for a good cornerback, good safety, somebody like that. To come in and uh, put you over, put you over the top. Maybe we're finding out that you know they say defense wins championships, but um, I'm excited for the Steelers season. I was looking at like their depth chart. It's like it's better than I thought it would be, but it's not quite there. We we got some free agent middle linebacker John Bostic. I think he had like 97 tackles or something last year. So he's solid, but I don't know. he's not Chazier, but. He's definitely like a guy that could start. If him and Vince Vince Williams was horrible without Shazier in there, but Vince Williams still had like eight sacks. So can't can't doubt eight sacks there. Steelers still had a ton of sacks on defense. It was weird. Weird year. It's like it's like you think defense is bad, but they get sacks, they get some turnovers. I don't know. It, they it just needs to be better. It's not like the steel curtain. I don't know. On a side note, that Gabe Rivera, he was that defensive end, defensive tackle that Steelers drafted in 1983 when they should have drafted Dan Marino. He died. Because what happened with Gabe Rivera is after six games, he got in a drunk driving accident and became paralyzed because of that. So that was like a waste of first-round draft pick because dude went drunk driving and became paralyzed. But um, imagine, you ever think like what would, imagine what it would be if the Steelers drafted Dan Marino. Oh, boy. Like, Terry Bradshaw is at the end of his career. You just get off of, like, a dynasty of winning four Super Bowls. And then in 1983, after not winning 1980, 81, 82, 1983, you draft flipping Dan Marino. You put him in there. And, you, you know, he played till he was, like, 98, 99. So he played, like, 16, 17 years. Like, dude, like imagine... Imagine the Super Bowls the Steelers would have right now, dude. We'd have like 10. We'd be sitting on 10, 10 Super Bowls. Had they got Dan Marino. They would have won like three with Dan Marino at quarterback. They would have figured, they would have had a good defense, had a good, like, they would have won three if Dan Marino were on the Steelers. When Dan Marino played for the Dolphins, man, Dolphins just couldn't get it together. But if Dan Marino were on the Steelers, dude, I bet Dan Marino thinks that too. He's just like, my ass were on the Steelers. Maybe my stats wouldn't have been as good. He, I think he had like 420 touchdown passes. Maybe he would have had like 300. But he would have had way more Super Bowls. That's like when the Niners went from Joe Montana to Steve Young. They had Joe Montana for like 10, 12 years. Then Steve Young was their quarterback for like six years. And for like 20 years, the 49ers were awesome. Until they sucked that one year and their whole fan base left. That's the biggest bandwagon franchise of all time, the 49ers. Seriously, dude, there's no bigger bandwagon than the 49ers. At least when the Steelers, like, when the Steelers struggled throughout the 80s, there was still just that fan, I don't know, it's just etched in stone. Probably biased because I'm from Pittsburgh, but man, it's just, you go around, like, I mean... Biggest fan bases in the NFL. It's really is the Dallas Cowboys and the Steelers. 
I mean, New England fan. I mean, the only people that are New England fans are from New England, or they're like your local douchebag, and we all know who they are. And it's of course because New England's been the team the past twenty years. So of course, they're gonna have fan. But I think just when New England when Brady's done, Brady leaves, and that dynasty's over. Over. At the end of the day, man, Steelers and Cowboys, man, and the Packers too. Packers have. Packers have big reach. People love the Packers, man. Midwestern team. But um, I'm getting carried away. So this camping trip. We left. Me and my brother and my dad. We left um, Saturday morning at like 9 a.m. We drove out on route, old Route 22. Old William Penn Highway. Out of Pittsburgh. And... uh. Yeah, we went past Dick's Diner. It's too early for that. Too early for Dick, all right? So we ended up at Dean's Diner, which was about uh, 15, 20 minutes further down the road. It was pretty good, man. It was like a classic. Since 1934, that diner's been there. And it was just like a classic old-timey diner. Like, everyone knew everybody there. And we were just some outcasts because it was out in small-town America. And we were just some outcasts from the highway. We walked in. Had a killer breakfast. I believe had some like what I have eggs, toast. Uh, what is it? It's not hash brown. What do they call that? Fucking shit. Home fries, eggs, toast, home fries, and I had the pie, dude. Peanut butter and chocolate pie. Oh, it was unreal. Fresh pies every day there. Then we kept driving. We drove out to um, Altoona, PA. We went to uh, Horseshoe Curve in Altoona. It's like a big site because I guess out in the mountain they carved like a train track that's in the shape of a horseshoe, I guess. It's, it's very scenic. You should go go check it out. It's, it's quite scenic, actually. And like two, uh, like a train came in from one direction, another train came in from another direction. And that was pretty cool. Some Amish were there chilling, having a good time. So they were enjoying it at the Horseshoe Curve. And yeah, you know, things were good. We drove through Altoona and. Man, like, I passed the Sheets headquarters. It was just some generic office, little office building right by a Sheets gas station. That's the Sheets World headquarters. But, man, dude, driving around, like, some of those small Pennsylvania towns, it's it's all, like, the same, man. You got your Big Lots, your Walmart, McDonald's, an Eaton Park, uh, your Sheets. Uh, you know, you got your one-way streets. You know, it's like Coriopolis and Altoona. There was like a one-way street going up north and another street going south. And you got all those Edgar Snyder billboards. And uh, there's like a, there's always a vape shop somewhere and some cheap beer. And, uh, you know, if you're a Western PA, you always get some stillers, you know. And there's a diner. I mean, like, I love it, though, in a weird way. The more things change, the more they stay the same catch my drift but um yeah things were looking good headed out of altoona went up that mountain going into penn state um we went up took the trek up to uh that black Mashannon state park we were a mile outside the park when <sighs> excuse me mile outside the park when um 
all of a sudden our engine light went off in the SUV. We were like, oh shit, what's this say? It's like engine low on power, can't go above 20 miles an hour. We were like, oh shit, we had to pull over to the side of the road, had to stop. And we checked, you know, took off the hood of the trunk, put the hood up, see what was underneath there. I said, took off the hood. No, he put the hood up. I'll try. We see what was underneath there, and like the oil cap wasn't on. There was all this oil all over the engine, all over the car. We were just like, well, what, what, what's, what the fuck is this? And so we just realized, oh, we need to, we need to get oil in here. We need to get oil to fix this so we can run the car, run the car, get the engine going. We can get up to this campground and chill. So we called AAA. We asked AAA to bring oil, and they were like, no, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. We can't bring oil. And then we said we have three people. Well, um, the tow guy can only take two. It's like, these. It's like, are you people totally useless? And then when they actually got the tow guy to come, the tow guy was just like, oh, yeah, I could, you know. They said there'd be four, but I could take three of you guys. You guys could fit. And then he said, oh, I could have brought oil for you guys. And we were just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, so next, but I learned a lot always check before you go on a big road trip always check hood of your trunk make sure everything's good everything's tight everything's closed so that your caps aren't open where fluid can spill out and fuck up your ride and when you call AAA tell them you want to talk to the tow guy <laughs> talk to the person that's towing you because they can probably give you services where AAA is just BSing you so um but other than that, we get towed all the way, get towed all the way back there. I don't even know what the place is called. It's outside State College. It's like literally ten miles away from State College. We're there, and um, he replaces the oil. He cleans the hood. tow guy. Replaces oil, cleans truck. Dude looks like like a Super Mario character, but like. Dude was awesome. The way he towed the car was like an art. We just stood there and watched. And like, because none of us were going to interrupt this dude from his process. And he had like one word answers to everything. Dude was awesome. He had to be there. He was kind of like the wolf from Pulp Fiction. He just showed up and just had great quotes the whole way. It was awesome. We said, how was his summer? And he just goes, hot. Like the way he said it was more manly than any of us. But, hey. So we... Cleaned the, uh, cleaned the engine, cleaned everything on it, put some new oil in. Dad took it for a test drive, found out there was still more problems with it. And then, like, the tow guy, he reached down, pulled out this serpentine belt that you need to run your car, obviously. And we just looked at that, and he just, like, threw it on, put bits of it on the ground. We were like, oh, fuck, that's all tangled because oil got all over it, and that screwed it up. And we were like, fuck. So we had to get towed to get a rent-a-car SUV. And then he took it all the way to the Chevy dealer right outside State College in Penn State and chilled there. We were like, all right. So I guess this will be worked on Monday. We'll see if they can fix it. Obviously, they don't fix it on Monday. you got to wait a few days because they had to have a part come in. But right whenever um, that happened, we went down to the creamery Saturday night. The ice cream was pretty fucking good. I like the chocolate chip cookie dough, man. Shit was out of this world. It was delicious. And Penn State, man, it was uh, 
Really are chilling up there at State College. It was uh, was definitely interesting. Um, Bit cultish. You do get a culty vibe being up there. Uh, No lie. Everyone there just wears Penn State gear all the time. And um, there's like older people there. Like living in Penn State. Like alumni from like 30, 40 years ago that have like retired to live in Penn State. I mean, I'm just like, what? I just don't get that. It's definitely a weird environment. You know what's weird too? Like just, I don't know. That was what was weird about it. A lot of cuties up there. A lot of cute girls. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna lie about that. Just gorgeous girl. I was like, we're in the. I was like, we're in the middle of nowhere, and it's just all these girls are just like gorgeous. I'm like, I just, I don't get it. It's almost bizarre. All these mountains and shit. Just in this valley and. I don't know. I don't know where they're from. Mm. Try to think what else happened up at Penn State. Penn State. Nothing. There's no Sandusky moments or anything like that happened. (laughs) No weird, no weird Sandusky coming around and trying to pull a fast one. But um. I'll give it. I'll give them this. The ice cream they had was good at the creamery. Very good. And Beaver Stadium was pretty huge. It was like a sight you'd see out in the mountains and shit. But um, oh no, we're back <sighs> to the campsite. Uh, pitched our tent. Roasted some hot dogs. Ate some s'mores. Went to bed. I couldn't sleep. I only slept like five hours and I had to wake up. And uh, I was up at like three. I was up from like 3.30 to like 6.30. It was awful. And then it was raining a little bit at night. Then we woke up. Showered. I took a shower there. And then we went out. Went for a little hiking. Hiking action on Sunday. Morning. It took like a nice uh, two mile hike. It took us about like an hour and ten minutes to do that. And um, when we were finished with that, went down to the uh, arts festival up at State College. Try to check that out. But we ended up in Primanis. Walked on over to the Primanis. We were just trying to find some pizza, man. They didn't have like many pizza places open. Went over to the Primanis they had up there. That was nice. Had a Primanis pizza. Walked in over the Arts Festival. By then it was like 4 o'clock and everybody was shutting down. We just took one final walk through Penn State and we were like, it's kind of weird here, Creepy Valley, blah, blah, blah. Then um, head back, did some driving. Saw some buffalo. Saw some horses. Saw, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. Buffalo farms. Oh, yeah, and on Sunday morning saw, what did we see? I'm just explaining this poorly at this point. Sunday morning, we saw, like, there was, like, some race track shit going on. So, like, all these people bring drive their own race cars up, like, by the, like, at an airport right outside Blackwood Shannon. And they were all just, like, racing around and crap and <laughs> Corvettes and Chevys and all kinds of shit. <laughs> it was almost like an Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace, homie, uh, bit from uh, his show, Parts Unknown, where he'd show, like, 
any kind of racing or whatever that was going on in the local area. <laughs> sure, it's nice. It was, uh, that might be the last time I'm up there in State College for a while, because every time I go up there, some weird event seems to happen, whether it's going up in the middle of a snowstorm to see Kanye West up at Penn State, or whether it's, you know, trying to go up a mountain to go camping, and all of a sudden your gas, not your gas, all of a sudden, like, you're saying your engine failed, but it's because you didn't have the cap for your oil on your engine, and that just drained all the oil out, and it gets on your serpentine belt, and then you're stuck in State College with a rent-a-car for a few days, but you want to get the car back because you don't want to drag this rent-a-car all over the place. You know what I mean? It's just bust my balls, man. But, um, all right, I think this podcast is almost done. Episode 50 is coming up next. I don't think I said anything stupid on this, hopefully. If anything stupid was said, it's just a podcast, man. I don't really don't really take any of this seriously. It's just a bunch of dumb stories and me trying to make stupid jokes. All right, that's what everyone's doing now. We all have to work for ourselves. There's no pension. There's going to be no social security. So we all just got to go out and figure it out on the internet, man. I got what Trump said something uh, crazy about Russia. Trump sucked up to the Russians or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I hope the Democrats win in November and they impeach him. But I think if, even if the Democrats win the House and Senate back, they still won't impeach him. And then that's where I go. The Democrats are just good cop. The Republicans being bad cop. But, you know. I pretty much agree with, like, Democrat. <laughs> Democrats are, like, 80 to 90% of the issues, but they'll just take some shit and just be r- stupid and ridiculous about it, like, with the whole, like, just identity politics. They need to drop it, drop it, drop it on the floor. Just drop that shit, drop it. They do, because it's like when you turn everything to, like, men versus women and whites versus black, it's just, like, that doesn't bring people together because all you do is just bring up the past. just doesn't bring people together. I don't know. A whole gender has been oppressed for thousands of years. I'm like, I don't... I don't think so, man. I think, like, uh, oftentimes it was... uh, The men had to go out and hunt. They would try to organize their tribes or whatever. And the women would, you know, take care of the home, take care of raised children, be protected by the husband and, you know... Uh, yeah, there's abusive husbands, piece of shit husbands, but it's like ideally that was just sort of the situation. Men would go out, hunt, work, bring back whatever to help the family survive, and the mom would take care of, raise children, take care of the house. That was kind of the idea, and it was a good system, but um, I don't know. I guess everyone wants something different. Who knows? Whatever. That'll be. That's a controversial thing to say now. But whatever. I don't know. Rambling man. Yeah, Trump's sucking up to Russia. I don't know. Putin just looks like a mischievous villain. When he was on with one of like that Chris Wallace or whatever from Fox, he just laughs and makes weird autistic smiles and shit. I think they said Putin does have autism. 
So we're getting duped by an autist right now. Think about that. Autism Awareness Month. That's probably Putin's favorite month. Let's see when Putin was born. But he was born in April. I'm going to get complaints from the autism. Aware, humane uh, Autism Awareness Society. I don't know. What is it? Uh, <sighs> October. Ah, so he's OV. So Vladimir Putin is OVO because he was born in October. So he's a Drake. Vladimir Putin is a Drake fan. There you go, everybody. And that is the Stoochcast. Oh, I'm going to see. Wait. Got to see if there's emails. Oh, God. I forget my password. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't even know why I'm trying to do this. Don't even know why I try to do this. I, oh God. Oh God. Let's see what we got. Oh God. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. Oh, I think I got it. Booyah. Nice. All right. No new emails. Sweet. So I did all that for nothing. But yeah, that's the podcast. Go Steelers. Love the Sopranos. Camping is cool. Uh, if it's anything dumb, who cares? Don't take it seriously. Um, Yeah, episode 50. Hopefully I got something. Peace. See ya.